every single person right now knows exactly what's going on. Some of us might try to ignore it. Some of us might try to push it away to our little corner so that we don't have to pay attention to it. But we know what's going on outside. We know exactly what's happening. In different countries, there's a lot of different things going on. You have corruption issues. Of course, we have the global pandemic of COVID. And in the United States, we have protests, riots, and an outpouring and an outcry because of racial issues that have been boiling and have been under the, under the surface for so long. In the United States, there's been a war in the last year on, well, longer than that, but in the last year, there's been a war on two sides. We have the war that has raged on for generations upon generations upon generations, for hundreds and hundreds of years. The war of the social divide, the war of racism. We've had it forever. But in the year 2020, we have a brand new enemy. One that was supposed to bring everybody together. COVID. COVID gave us an opportunity to come together. But some people didn't want that. Some people wanted the divide to remain the same. And rather than COVID bringing us together, it forced the racial divide to get to the point of spilling over. To the point where it exploded over last weekend to the point where so many people had no other option had lost all hope that they had no other choice but to cry out and to rage I want to read to everybody an excerpt of one of Dr. Martin Luther King's speech it's not the one that's famous. It's not that I have a dream speech that everybody loves to loves to talk about because that one is is sweet. It gives hope. It makes you feel good. It makes you not want to have to pay attention to anything. But there's another one that he gave. It's called The Other America. And in the speech, and I'll I'll, I'll start reading. It's on quote he says let me say, as I've always said, and I'll always continue to say, that riots are socially destructive and self-defeating. I'm still convinced that nonviolence is the most potent weapon available to oppress people in their struggle for freedom and justice. I feel that vo violence will only create more social problems than they will solve. That, in a real sense, is an impractical uh, impracticability for the Negro to even think of mounting a violence violent revolution in the United States. So I will continue to condemn riots and continue to say to my brothers and sisters that this is not the way and continue to affirm that there is another way. But at the same time, it is as necessary for me to be as vigorous in condemning the conditions which cause persons to feel that they must engage in, riot, in riotous activities as it is for me to condemn riots. I think America must see that riots do not develop out of thin air. Certain conditions continue to exist in our society, which must be condemned as vigorously as we must condemn riots. But in the final analysis, a riot is the language of the unheard. 
And what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. It has failed to hear that the promises of freedom and justice have not been met. And it has failed to hear that large segments of white society are more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice, equality, and humanity. And so in a real sense, our nation's summers of riots are caused by our nation's winters of delay. And as long as America postpones justice, we stand in the position of having these reoccurrences of violence and riots over and over again. Social justice and progress are the absolute guarantors of riot prevention. I think that says it best. I think that encapsulates everything that is happening right now. And for those of y'all who still don't want to understand, I'm going to break it down. Because it wasn't just one thing that led to the position that we are in right now. It was a lot of things that led to where we are right now. I've been seeing so many different comments talking about, oh, but this doesn't happen all the time. How do we know this is racial? How do we know that this was actually a thing? Like, it's not real. Like, I've been seeing all kinds of comments. What about black on black crime? As if to say white and white crime doesn't exist. What about this? What about that? Trying to deflect from the main issue. So much so that even our president, old commander in tweets, keeps saying some stupid, stupid stuff. Just, I want everybody to understand. This is a lyric from one of my favorite artists. His name is Andy Mino. He said in a song called Anxiety, he said, Anxiety is fear mixed with control. When you can't control something, the only thing left to do is rage. And that's what we have seen. That's exactly what we have seen. (laughs) For so many years, we have cried out for anybody to listen. For somebody to pay attention. We've had protests. We've had silent protests. And yet the same things keep getting done over and over and over and over and over and over and over over again. Kaepernick took a knee during a football game. During the national anthem of a football game. And our president called him a son of a bitch. You had football players that took a knee during the national anthem. And the vice president was so outraged. He walked out of the football game. (laughs) But yet, but yet, everybody is up in arms. Protest, peaceful protest is protected by the law, but tearing down buildings and rioting is is wrong. Yeah. It's like, dumbass, sit down. Anybody with an internet connection can find out that, look, when people were doing a peaceful protest, ain't nobody want to listen. 
It's like a little kid that comes to you and says, Mom, 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 Mom. And the mom is like, mm, go away, go away. Mom, 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 Mom. Ah, go, go, go away. The only thing the kid has left to do is to scream. Is to shout out and throw a tantrum. And what we have done with the situation today is not asking the question, why is the kid throwing a tantrum? How do I help this kid feel better in this moment? The question we start to ask is, oh, how dare that kid throw a tantrum? Do you see what I mean? It would be like a parent, a child is hungry, and the child tells their parent, mom, mom, I'm hungry. Mom, I'm hungry. And the mom doesn't listen. The child throws a tantrum. And then the parent gets mad at the child for throwing a tantrum. However, she didn't give the child the food that he needs. And so if you expect that things will just magically disappear because nothing is ever wrong. (laughs) You need to wake up. And if you think that this doesn't actually happen every single day, (laughs) I'm happy for your life because you don't have to deal with the same things that 17% of the population in the United States have to deal with every single day that they wake up, every single day that they walk out of their house and put on a fake look a fake composure to ensure that that won't be the last day that they walk out of their house. To help you understand how we got to the position that we got to today, first, we got to understand that we do have a global pandemic called COVID. And COVID has a funny way. I said this once before. COVID has an interesting way and a funny way of showing the beneath the skin or shredding all the surface layer stuff and revealing what is actually going on beneath the skin. We talked about Japan one time in the past talking about how COVID was messing up their economy. But the fact was COVID was not the main issue that affected the economy, but it was the fact that the economy already had underlying issues and COVID just revealed those issues. And it's the same thing that happened here in America, except it wasn't an economic issue. In America, as with everything, it's a it's a people issue, but money hides the people issue. In America, America is said to be the land of freedom. That's not true. America is the land of capital, is the land of money. Because profits will always be more important than people in America. And to understand that, you look at the COVID situation. You look at the COVID crisis. What happened during COVID? In the African-American community, there is a higher death rate of COVID than any other community. This is not just due to what the media would like to put out and say, oh, that's because of underlying health issues, which that is part of it, or because of this and because of that. But it's because of years and years 
of abandoned and abusive aid being given to the African-American communities as far as hospitals and healthcare is concerned. If you don't believe me, ask anyone in the black community who ever thinks about going to the hospital. They don't. Because they're like, oh, what are they going to tell me? Oh, you be okay, go home. So they don't go to the hospital because they just find it pointless. Because the doctors never look out for them, never try to treat them, never try to take care of them. They just get, oh, you, you feel better tomorrow, so just go home. And then on the other side, the unemployment rate <laughs> in the African-American community is much higher than anywhere else. And then the rate of those who are deemed to be essential workers is higher in the black community than any other community. And so during the COVID-19 crisis, you have people who are at home clapping Heroes, essential workers, you guys are our heroes. Oh man, you guys are our heroes. Thank you for putting your life at stake. You guys are the heroes. Yes. But they're going home. Barely able to put food on the table for their family. So a cramped house. Knowing that if they caught COVID, that the healthcare system isn't looking out for them. That more than likely, if nothing else, they're going to be sent right back home. But we got people clapping. Those are the heroes. Those are the heroes. Now think about how that would make you feel. If every day... You put yourself on the line and you're not getting paid extra for it because, hey, guess what? They ain't got the money for you. They got it for big businesses, but they ain't got it for you, though. Think about how that makes you feel every single day. You wake up, you go to work, you work diligently, you hear the claps and you go home. Fearing that you might pass this on to your family. Praying to God that you don't catch the Rona. But then, dealing with all of that, dealing with all the COVID stuff, that wasn't enough. That wasn't enough. You would go out trying to protect yourself. You put on a mask. Because guess what? We've been advised by the state. Hey, Wear a mask to protect yourself. But then you get stopped more than anybody else for putting on a mask. For trying to protect yourself from an ailment that is killing people. And you get stopped. You get pulled over. You are, you're, in the, you're about to walk into the store and the police officer says, hey, 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 hey. Why are you wearing a mask? You look threatening. You look dangerous. Will you please take off the mask? It's like, what? It's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm out here going to work. 
trying to do what I have to do to put food on the table for my family, and you're telling me I got to take off the mask? For what? Why? Because I look threatening. Why don't you tell that to the other white couple that's walking into the store right now? Why don't you tell it to other, all the other people that are in the store shopping with their mask on? Why you got to stop me? <laughs> but hey, they clapping. You the hero. <laughs> and if that wasn't enough, if that wasn't enough that black and brown people were three times as likely to be stopped by the police for wearing a mask and trying to protect themselves. Now, on top of all of that, we had Armand Arbery, a man who was trying to take care of himself, went for a run, like most of us do, like I do, like my brother does, like my friends do. You're tired of staying at home. You want to be healthy. So you go outside. And you go for a run. Because everybody says, hey, take care of your mental state. Don't stay inside all day. You got to exercise if you want to keep your mental state straight. You got to go outside. And he goes for a run. And he gets killed. Why? Because he black. By two vigilante, whatever the heck they want to call themselves. And the worst part about that is not, it's not just that he was killed. It's the fact that it took over 70 days for anybody to be prosecuted for the case. And the fact that the only reason anybody was prosecuted for the case is because the story broke. I've talked about it before. I'm not going to rehash it again. Until the nation had a cry out. Then the police did what they were supposed to do in the first place. But that wasn't enough. Oh, no, 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 that wasn't enough. A young lady goes to work, comes home, goes to bed. The cops pull up to her house. She's had a hard day of work and she's an EMT. Pulls up to her house, shoots her in her home. Shoots Brianna Taylor in her home where she is not bothering anybody. Why? She fits the description. <laughs> and what makes that even worse is the cops just left. They're like, oh, our bad. Bye. And just dipped. And her boyfriend had to call 911 to get some more people in there. And then he got arrested. So that happens. But we black. We can fight through it. You know, we'll deal with it. We can fight through it. We'll do what we have to do. We'll put up with it. We can keep fighting. We'll stand up again. We'll protest again. We'll get justice for Brianna. And not two weeks later. Not two goddamn weeks later. You have George Floyd. 
<laughs> you have George Floyd with a police officer on his neck, two police officers on his leg, screaming, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Not resisting, not doing anything else. Telling the officers, I cannot breathe. And starts crying out for his ma. His dead ma to save him. And then we see that video over and over and over and over and over. And we start to picture all the times we've been pulled over by the cops for doing absolutely nothing but just being the black man in a neighborhood that's mostly white. For doing nothing other than just driving. For doing nothing other than just existing. And we picture our brothers. And we picture our sisters. And we picture our uncles. And we picture our moms, our dads, our friends, our children. What reaction do you expect? When we see you keep seeing the video like a highlight reel. Played everywhere. What reaction do you expect people to have? Do you really expect people to just be like, oh, it happened. I need... For everyone to hear me when I say this. The black community does not need your sympathy. And it does not need your guilt. We need to know that you feel something. When you see a, a man. A black man. With his face to the ground. With a knee on his neck. And he's crying out for help. We need to know that we are heard when we cry out over and over and over. Whether it was Trayvon Martin, whether it was Eric Gardner, whether it was Tamir Rice, and the list of so many others. We need to know that there will be equality. So we don't need your sympathy. We don't need you feeling sorry for us. We've been strong. We'll stay strong. We don't need it. We don't need you being guilty about what your forefathers do. No, we don't care about that. The question is, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What is What are you going to take up today in your community, in your home, in your small gatherings? Don't confute the issue of the riots with the underlying problem. I am tired of seeing people say, oh, but what about this? There is no but. We need you to use your voice to speak out against these kind of issues. And when I say you, I'm speaking 
to 70% of the population of the United States. One thing I do fear is that this might be on this podcast might be an echo chamber where I am just speaking to people that already think the way that I think that already are trying to do what they can do. And I really fear it because there's a silent majority that may never do anything because they love as Martin Luther Martin Luther King said they love tranquility and status quo than about justice equality and humanity so I fear that I'm just talking to myself I fear even more so that when the protest stuff when the hashtag is no more when we all go back to business as normal Everything will go back to normal. So I need each and every one of us to keep acting in any way that you can. One, use your voice, speak, and empathize. Listen, hear the stories of what people have gone through. Two, Donate. If you have some money, there's so many resources. I'll put links down in the description about the ways you can donate to to, to continue and ensure that this doesn't keep happening. So I'll leave you with this. Why is it that In the United States, we care more about how China treats the protesters over there than we do about the man that's screaming in your face, calling out for help. And I realized something. The United States and China are two sides of the exact same coin. One might be capitalist and the other might be communist, but the exact same coin. If you can look at China and the way that they're handling Hong Kong protests and look at the United States and the way they're handling all the protests going on here, if you don't see a correlation, if you don't see the very thing, the very same thing, well, I can't help you. That's a hard issue at that point. Only God can help you there. And on another point, to all my Christians, if you don't feel something, if you don't feel something as a Christian with everything going on, and you try to throw out facts, or try to hit the butt, and you try to do all this nonsense, you need to check yourself. Because I know my Jesus. He was not about the comfort. He wasn't about the comfortable. I never saw him with the with the majority. He was always with the minority, the oppressed, seeking justice for them. 
So act. Say something. Realize that your black brothers and sisters don't have the power that you have to be able to say something. And that's all I'm going to leave y'all with. God bless each and every single one of y'all. And I'm out. Peace.